Hi, my name is Jin Lally and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. I'd like to thank everyone who's got back to me um, about my podcast. I always get messages saying people listen to it, they're really enjoying it and the 10 minute episodes uh, are doing really well because they're just just enough snippets for you to get your information and that's it, you're on, on your way. I'm very much to the point. On the other hand, I can waffle. So I do try to limit myself to 10, 15 minutes because I could really go on and on. But thank you so much for everyone for the feedback for this podcast. I really enjoy recording it, actually. On the other hand, some people have said, oh, Jin, they need to be longer because um, it's not enough for my run or for my exercise when I do it. You know, people want half an hour. But honestly, you don't want me waffling on for half an hour. I really don't think you could cope with that. So uh, 10, 15 minutes, it shall stay unless I have something rather exciting uh, to share. Um, but, you know, that, that'll be rare. 10, 15 minutes is more than enough. And today might be a short episode. I've got a few things I just wanted to say. I was going to amalgamate them all together. The first thing is uh, something I came across with, from one of my therapist colleagues we were talking about and uh, someone she was helping to deal with uh, and helping with their anxiety. And in fact, they were um, grieving at the time uh, as well. And what she said was she found it really interesting in that her client was saying, oh, you know, I really think, you know, you know, I know I should be doing this and I should be doing that. I should be getting out more. I should be exercising. I should be doing all those things. We know that intelligently, don't we, that we should be doing all those things. But what I found really interesting is how my colleague reframed it. She said, well, we had a little bit of a reframe and we said, it's not about what you should do, but it's a what, about what you can do right now. Now, when you know you should be doing something, you're starting to create in your own mind the polar bear and you're starting to get even more anxious. So if you've already got a full stress bucket and you know intelligently you should be going, going on, I don't know, 5K runs or something, you're going to think that, well, oh God, that's not going to happen because you're already anxious. And then you're seeing something that you should be doing and you see everyone else on Instagram and Facebook doing all those things. And it puts you under even more pressure and you start to feel even worse. So what you should be doing, yes, you know that intelligently, but right now your primitive brain is not going to let you do that. However, if you turn that around to say, what can I do? Can I go for, instead of a 5k run, can I go for a 15 minute walk? Well, yes, I can. Can I just tidy up my desk instead of tidying up my whole office? Lowering that bar really helps you come out of the cave, so to speak. So one of the instances of, you know, you know, when I talk about how the primitive brain reacts to stress is the example being that if you looked out of your cave one day when you were a cave person and saw it was all snowed under, or if there was danger out there like animals and polar bears on the horizon, you'd stay in your cave, wouldn't you? You wouldn't come out. That's your safe place. So why on earth would you come out? And if you say to people, well, you should be doing this, you're like, oh, no, I'm not getting out of this cave. I'm going to stay right in here and stay safe. So in order to kind of entice you out of that cave, we need to be quite gentle. So we'll say, well, what can you do? Can you go for a 15 minute walk? Can you just unload the dishwasher? Can you just make some, some soup and some 
you know, heat up a tin of soup and some toast to eat. You know, you, you should be making more of a meal, but can you just have some toast and soup? You know, so lowering that bar from should do to can do could really coax you out of your cave, eliminate the polar bear and help you get there. So the next time you feel you should be doing something, if you feel like that's putting a bit of pressure on you, want you to reframe that to, well, what can I do right now? What can I do? So should do or can do? Which would you go for? I'll always go for can do uh, as well. There's loads of things I know I should be doing, but I don't do them. I should be eating less chocolate biscuits, but I definitely don't do that. I can eat one or two less, but I'm not going to stop eating them altogether. So uh, that that's my thing. But I hope that helps. Just just that small suggestion of changing things to what can you do rather than what should you do. Once once you talk about what you can do, you're going to start feeling better once you're doing what you can do as well, rather than freezing and doing nothing at all. Uh, I'm going to jump around a little bit today. Another thing I want to talk about is is one of the metaphors I use in some uh, relaxation exercises as well. And the reason I love this metaphor, it's about elephants, is that my, my dad has a saying, and it must be an old Indian saying uh, as well. So I'm going to translate it for you, obviously, as well. So it's an old Punjabi saying that when you are really struggling with something and you've done most of the work and there's only a tiny bit left, he always used to say, well, the elephant's through the gate. It's only the tail that's left. So if you've got the elephant through the gate, anyway, you've managed to do that. There's only the t- little tail that's left. You better finish off this job. And he used to say that to me when I was sitting my very final professional exams as an optometrist. I was really struggling right at the end. He goes, look, the elephant's through the gate. You've just got the tail left. That's all. Can you see how much work you've actually done to get all that through? There's just a wee tail left at the end. So I I hope that saying might help you uh, as well. And if you ever say it to an old Punjabi person, they'll, they'll think, wow, where have you got that from? Um, So it's a good one. And I do like that one. And so I have a metaphor also about elephants uh, as well that sometimes I use to help people understand how powerful they can be on their own if they just change their mindset. I often use metaphors in some of my relaxations and people translate it in their own ways. And I'd be interested to hear how you would translate this in your way. So I'm going to read out uh, one of my metaphor stories for you here, which is a very traditional story, but I absolutely love it. Uh, And it is about elephants as well, uh, which uh, I really like. And it always reminds me of that saying from my dad too. So this is the metaphor. It's about the elephants and the rope. In an Indian village far out in the countryside, a visitor to the village was walking past a long line of elephants that were lumbering slowly down the dusty road. They were truly magnificent beings, tall, strong, powerful and majestic. They really were a sight to behold, walking serenely in a single file line. (laughs) As the visitor watched, He was confused by the fact that these huge creatures were being held by only a small thin rope tied to their front leg. No chains, no cages. It was obvious that the elephants could at any time break away from the ropes they were tied to, but for some reason they didn't. The visitor saw a trainer nearby and asked why these beautiful, magnificent animals 
kept to the single line and made no attempt to get away. Well, he said, when they are very young and much smaller, we use the same size of thin rope to tie them, and at that age it's enough to hold them. And as they grow older, they're conditioned to believe that they cannot break away from their path. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. And the visitor was amazed. These animals were so strong and wise and could have easily broken free from their bonds. But because since childhood they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right where they were, following that same path, that same behaviour, without breaking free, day in and day out. The visitor reflected on how these grand elephants were being held back by limitations that didn't exist. Events and limitations from the past that were now simply not true or relevant and were preventing them from living a free life as they would want it to be, running off to eat the leaves from the trees and bask in the cool of the lakes around them. And the visitor hoped that one day the elephants would realise that it just took a small step to break that rope realise that they could change their path. The limitations placed on them in the past had no power now if the elephant chose to break free. And the visitor wondered when it would be that the first elephant would realise their power. The end of that story. Isn't that a fantastic story? I'm going to leave that with you for you to have a think about. Um, please feel free to obviously listen to it again. Uh, I love that story uh, and it's really powerful and, and something even understandable to children as well. I could really understand that. So uh, a lovely story and a lovely metaphor for you to translate as you will in your own way. Everyone's different how they would translate a metaphor, uh, but that's one of my very favorites. Uh, I don't use that one often, actually, uh, only when needed, but it's, it's a good one. So I hope you can uh, forgive me for this kind of jumping around episode today. Uh, it was a little bit of this and a little bit of that, um, but it's little bits that I wanted to get in that wouldn't have been long enough for one episode. So I crammed a few in and that's me done for 10 minutes as well. So that's enough waffling from me. Please remember you can get in touch with me on all my social medias. I've got a Facebook group where I do lots of videos and we do lots of activities and there's a few downloads in there as well. Um, I've got things happening in the background, which I'll try and update. Sometimes uh, I record these podcast episodes, the content in advance, um, but I will add things to it. If there's other things going on. I do lots of talks for companies and businesses on how to empty your stress bucket. And I, But my absolute favorite thing is de helping with individual clients one-to-one -one and really giving them bespoke programs to help them make change in their lives without analyzing the past and all about moving forward. So I'm not about all the positivity, but it is about understanding how you can move forward and your past doesn't necessarily dictate your future, just like it did in that story about the elephants and the rope. So until next time, keep the stress bucket empty and get plenty of sleep. Take care.